Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, July 30th, as we conclude our celebration of silver anniversaries with an actual silver anniversary. To the day. 25 years ago today, July 30th, 1996, Sublime released their third and final studio album. And we will be examining that today. Man. A lot to unpack with that one. It is. It's such a good record and such a tragedy all at the same time. Bradley Knoll, the uh, lead singer of Sublime, never got to see this album and what it did because he died of a heroin overdose uh, two months before this album's release. It was recorded at Willie Nelson's studio Mm -hmm. in Austin, Texas. Stories said that Bradley was messed up the whole time Mm -hmm. and that they literally had to send people into the bathroom to make sure he was still alive. Yeah. It got to the point where the producer actually told him to go home. Yeah, that's tragic. And they still made an album this good. The producer, by the way, that did send him home is Paul Leary, who is the lead guitarist and occasional lead vocalist for The Butthole Surfers, Mm -hmm. and he has produced albums by U2, Sublime, Meat Puppets, etc., and yeah, it takes a musician to deal with musicians sometimes. Yeah, especially one that's going through the trials and tribulations of addiction. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, they, they get in the studio and just the three big hits on it. You know, What I Got, Santeria, and Wrong Way. Just those three songs. I mean, they're, they're near perfect songs. It's that thing of like, they combined, you know, punk with reggae and ska, with, like, hip-hop, dub. I mean, it was just like, it was... It if was, we're talking labels, they called this label Third Wave Ska. Yeah. And, yeah, those were hit singles. They also had a single called Doing Time. Mm-hmm. And the sample in the song that it starts with is Summertime by George Gershwin. And when they went to use the song and pay for the rights or whatever to use it, they were told that the only way that they could use it is if they used the line summertime, not doing time. And Bradley was dead already. So they put somebody in to overdub the word, mm-hmm. and but original versions of the song do exist. You can hear Bradley singing Doing Time mm-hmm. and the Living's Easy. Mm-hmm. But it was a, uh, a tiny controversy. A lot of people have covered that song, actually, um, including Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. Can't say that I cared for that. Yeah, the uh, the whole album, I mean, they cover, lyrically, they cover 
you know, a whole lot of different things from like, obviously addiction is in there. Um, you know, relationships, abuse, prostitution, um, the riots of LA, um, was a big thing. Um, and they had a way of, you know, making this music, you know, so that you would, you'd really get into it and get involved, even though they're talking about some pretty dark material. Um, and while, you know, their, you know, leader of the band is going through a lot of, you know, darkness himself. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it, it says a lot about that band. Um, you know, Eric Wilson and, and Bud Goff, they're, they, they still tour as Sublime with Rome. Um, there's only one song that they will not play live, and that's Caress Me Down, because he's talking, like, part of the song is he's actually saying, my name is Brad Lee, da-da-da-da-da. And so Rome said he would, he would never play that as in, in honor of Bradley Knoll. And after Bradley Knoll died, uh, no doubt, um, the band that was led by Gwen Stefani, they had the whole concert um, to raise money and awareness for you know drug addiction and that. And basically, Gwen Stefani came out and said that they weren't doing a concert to glorify um, drug use at all. What they wanted to do was raise awareness of how that this is literally destroying some of the greatest musicians in the world, and that you know we need to we need to take a step back. I mean, Neil Young was singing about it in the '70s with "Needle in the Damage Done," but clearly, you know, people still. And you know, as I was digging through all of this Bradley Noel, this disgusting wake of chum left in the water mm-hmm. um, you know it was known that Bradley wanted to be the biggest star he could be and he decided that other people are using so I'm going to use and I'll be as good as them or better and it's just not a risk worth taking. No. And you don't know how much you can take. So you don't know if you're going to end up like Lynn Bias mm-hmm. or Bradley Noel. Yeah, I feel in the the to me the most tragic part of this album is not only is how good it is, but it opened the door of what his I mean to say his of the band their full potential could be. Um, and, you know, seeing this album, I mean, every everybody, when this album came out, it didn't matter if you were, you know, the punk kid, the, the, the rich kid, the rap guy, it didn't, it didn't matter. You, you had this record on because it crossed over every single genre. And at any party, at anything you went to, this was the album to play because everybody liked it. Well, they had a problem deciding how to market it, and this is why they weren't able to get as much success while Bradley was alive because what do you sell this as was every record company's issue. So they started selling it in skate shops and surf shops and... Spencer gifts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where you can find all the little heathens, and 
it worked and it yeah. started spreading and it it's amazing that an album put out by a band that had already dissolved when the album was released goes multi-platinum without any promotion from the band yeah without no any tours. touring yeah. of any kind any tv shows anything none of that is possible so yeah, they pieced together music videos from, you know, yeah. videos of Bradley while he was alive. And they didn't really go into great detail in public about him being dead. Yeah. It was 1996, and, I mean, it came out, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't initially. It was like, oh, no, no, listen to it first. You'll love it, I swear Oh yeah, he's dead. You'll never see this live, <laughs> not a single time. Yeah, never. No, I mean, it was. It's it's a it's a it's a tragedy. It's a dark. It's a and the thing. There's not a lot of uh, soft moments of this album. It's a it's a it's a go getter. You know, there's some there's some. It's dark stuff with happy tunes. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Bradley Noel and Robert Smith could have shared a hug. Oh. That'd be the most awkward hug of all time. Now, Robert, the- your makeup's melting all over me. <laughs> Stop it. Bradley, put your shirt back on. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Dog, stop licking me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lou Dog. Yeah, Bradley put Lou Dog in uh, pretty much all of their stuff. He's in album cover pictures yeah, he was um, Dalmatian and he's mm-hmm. in and if you go back and watch the videos Bradley let his dog just wander around the stage while they were playing live shows so you'd go see Sublime and there'd be this you know 100 pound Dalmatian just walking around like, like he owns the place like he owns the place and because he does another cool thing about that band is they let their dog just do what he wanted with them Anyways, well, album for the day today, July 30th, is Sublime by Sublime. Be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe. Let us know what your favorite albums are. Thanks for listening. Don't do heroin, and we'll see you tomorrow. Because he now takes it in the behind. (laughs) If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to cue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!